Welcome to Talk 30 to Me, a show where we talk about the perspective of 30-somethings on life. My kid is an asshole. Love. Did I tell you about the girl? twice in a week. And the never-ending pursuit of fulfillment. My name is Anthony, but most people just call me Turd. And I'm Randy Z. Let's start the show. So why don't we start it off by you just giving us a little bit about who you are, where you're from. Okay. I'm Brandy. I'm from Texas. I recently relocated out here to California. Um, it was always a dream to move to California. Uh, then I ended up meeting somebody who kind of like really allowed that to happen. And it's been a great experience so far. Uh, started a new life out here completely doing... Um, book coaching full-time, um, and then playing around on Etsy as well and selling things that, you know, are like hobbies for me. Um, yeah, left teaching. I did that for 11 years, so that's kind of like my base. But now I've taken that, those writing skills, um, and now I'm coaching adults. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. teaching. So yeah. it's, good. it's a good transition. I feel like I'm still, you know, making a difference yeah. You know, but just for adults now. Just more complex procrastination stories. Basically is all it is. Ooh. Okay, let's jump back a little bit. When did, you went into teaching like right out of undergrad or was that right like your career choice? Right out of school. Yeah, okay. that was it. 22, I started teaching. Um, bought a house, like went all the way into adulthood mm-hmm. at 22. <laughs> Dove in um, and did that for quite a while. Like all of my 20s was me like really trying to adult and be a good adult, you know. And then at what point did you know that you were going to leave teaching? Was it just more so like the new recentness of the relationship and stuff popping up? Or was it like, I'm getting out of this in 10 years and moving on to more lucrative Um, pastures? 10 years was always the magic number for me because not that I don't love teaching. um, I just don't want to didn't want to retire as a teacher because I feel like Mm -hmm. I have like other talents and gifts and things like that that I wanted to explore. Uh, And so... Probably around eight years in was when I was like, all right, what now? But, you know, you kind of get stuck, you know what I mean? Because you're making this paycheck, you know, everything's flowing. So, like, how do you just jump out, you know? Um, And so I want to say, like, I went over my real, like, I should have quit probably three years ago, Mm -hmm. but I just couldn't. So, like, by the last year that I taught, which was last year, the 11th year, it was just... It was to the point where I was like, I I have to quit. Like, whether I have to go get a part-time job or whatever. Um, And it was because the kids deserved more, really. Mm. Um, I just wasn't there. You know what I mean? Like, I was there physically, but, like, no. My mind and heart was completely gone. So I was like, I got to go. That's ironic. So that's around the time that... uh, Are we using names? Yeah, sure. Okay. So that around the time that you and Arnold met? Or was that completely just coincidental? Yeah, me meeting him and me leaving teaching happened to be like perfect timing. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, well, now I have this new opportunity and uh, maybe I should just go for it now. Although it was like a three year go for it. Right. It was just like, thank you, God, for presenting this opportunity for me to do what I really wanted to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, we had to decide like, where are we living and things like that, which I could come here and teach as well, but it was just the perfect opportunity to kind of like transition out of that and try something new. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. And then the whole writing a book, which we didn't even talk about you being an author. Oh, yeah. Was that part of the transition strategy or was that just more so something that was on your heart that you needed to do? I needed to do it. Mm. So, and that book was like 10 years in the making. Mm. Um, Lots of procrastination and self-doubt and wasted time. Uh, But, you know, it was like, if I don't do this, I can't even do this thing. Like, how am I going to do something else? That's kind of the block. It was like, if I don't do this then I'm not going to be successful, you know, doing anything else because I can't even like be disciplined enough to do this thing. Yeah. Uh, so I had to write that book, you know, okay. I had to get it out and just do it. I hear you. Okay. And so now, now that you've been through it, you're able to help people Yeah. recognize mm-hmm. the uh, excuses and Exactly. And that's mainly what it is. Like a lot of it is just accountability mm-hmm. and answering questions and like helping people get over that doubt of like, I can't do this or how do like sometimes it's as simple as where do I write it? Yeah. Like, do I write it in a journal? Do I write Mm. it on word? You know what I mean? Like simple questions like that. Yeah. So helping people get over that fear of like, no, let me just show you how to do it. Just do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And the answer is just wherever you can write it. Wherever you can. Like, honestly, without giving away all of my stuff, like literally everywhere. Yeah. You know, post-it notes. Instagram, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes your captions can be a part of your, right? you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, it's everywhere. So Okay. So now we got a little bit of background on you. I want to talk, there's one thing that we have in common and that's the long distance relationship. Yeah. And there are things that, for me, that freaked me out about the idea of like, okay, I mean, now I've, I've been with, I've been with Chloe for two and a, March, May, it'll be three years. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing math, right? Yeah. May, <laughs> You're be, like me. Like, yeah, what? right? Yeah, okay. it'll be three years and we'll be moving in together this year at the end of this year, right? Exciting. And like a year ago, like the most time we'd ever spent together, like in a non, you know, I guess back in it's like, it's like easy to explain that we've lived a, a relationship of vignettes, yeah. like extended weekends, uh-huh. little trips where it's like always the greatness of the relationship and then it's just like well what's it really gonna be like on a, on a day to day and over the last year we've been able to spend more time so I think the most we've gotten is like 21 days together okay so it's kind of like well I pretty much know what to expect after like being with someone for 24-7 for three weeks yeah um, but how is that for, for you and I, and I think we should start with origin story because you guys met long distance right maintained long distance yeah. and now you guys are together yeah um, yeah so we met long distance via Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we, you know, it it took a while because, you know, your logic is like, no, this isn't going to work. Like you're way over there. I'm way over here. It's not happening. And he was way more um, doubtful than I was. (laughs) He was like, you know, I mean, a man, you know, thinks logically. Specifically our guy, Arnold, like our guy, he's notoriously Talking himself out of things. (laughs) Right. So, and he pretty much did because we met and then like some time passed. Wait, hold on. How long did, from from the initial contact via uh, Instagram to your first meeting, how long was that? Okay. So, okay. So we met on Instagram. Then it was like, we talked like on the phone and stuff like for two to three months. Then we met in person. Because I have a best friend that lives here. So it was like Thanksgiving. I was going to have Friendsgiving with her. Sure, sure. He and I went on a date, and then um, after that date, we talked probably another one to two months, 
And then I was like, all right, so this is me. I was like, so now what? Like, are we going to plan like when we're going to see each other again? Yeah. And that was when for him, he was like, wait a minute. Like, no, nah, this isn't, this is crazy. We're not going to be able to see each other. Yeah. So he talked himself out of it. As, as he's booking his flight to go visit. <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. This is <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So then I saw him one more time. So that was around February of what, 2016? Are we talking now maybe? I, I think don't know. 2016, yeah. When I start talking numbers, I get yeah, confused. Yeah. But anyway, so so then like we saw each other that February and then it was like that talk of like, okay, so what do we, I'm more like a, come on, you know, what's mm -hmm. it going to be type of person, um, especially at that point. Um, and he was, he was like, no, I don't, I don't see it happening basically. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to continue to date. Mm -hmm. He was like, you're going to continue to date. No, but you're like, dating me. Yeah. Like, I was like, no. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not coming out there. <laughs> right. So, so that was that. And then that was February. So March, April, May. It wasn't until October of that year. Almost a full year. It was like a while. Yeah. So yeah, it was like several months. And then he called me and he was like, I'm going to come to Houston. I want to talk to you. And I'm like, you want to come to Houston? Like, what is this? That wasn't alarming to you at all. Like, is he gonna pop up with like a ring it and be like, "I don't know you, but we should get married." Like, <laughs> it was right. It was interesting. I'm like, but I was curious. You know, I'm okay. like, okay, what you gotta say? You know. Yeah. So, um, he came to Houston and he basically was like, "Oh, I love that I get to say this, and everybody can hear." I'm gonna tell all these people to listen, but he was like, you know, my life just wasn't the same without you. Like, wow. <laughs> he was like, something was missing and. You know, and basically he was like, I hope that you're available. He didn't know, like, are you with someone? And oh, wow. Yeah. And um, so I was available. Arnie out here taking risks. He was out there taking, wow. exactly, which I appreciated. I was like, okay. I love the fact that he wanted to come and see me, you know, face to face. And not only that, but show me like effort. Like I'm willing to fly here to see you, which is what the problem was, you know, back in February, like, okay, how are we going to see each other? Mm -hmm. What's the plan? So from then we would alternate like one month he would come to Houston. The next month I would come to Cali. But the this is already month. after you guys are like already committed into like, this is, this is our relationship. And now we have, we're figuring out how to make it work as we go. We, yeah, we okay. were like, let's figure it out. Like, let's see if this can work. But that yeah. commitment was already established mm -hmm. first. Yeah. We were clear, like, okay, we're going to see. Yeah if this can work. And so it was just, you know, we're dating exclusively. Um, even though we didn't actually call each other boyfriend, girlfriend mm -hmm. for a long time, but we knew like what it was. Uh, so that's what we did. And we, I called it a vacation ship because it's yeah. like you said, like it's all the good parts because right. you only have these little snippets of one another. Yeah. Of course you're having a blast every time you, it's adventurous, it's fun, you know, it's, fresh um and so that lasted for like almost two years yeah yeah um, i we were at the same same turning point i guess mm -hmm. this uh this past may was two years and we're so like, we're like two and a half mm -hmm. and I, I for me i was i was just it was starting to wear on me like i just didn't want to do this anymore like what's what's the point of like maintaining this yeah relationship if we're just never gonna be together like together together yeah mm-hmm yeah, absolutely understand. Because, you know, you also want to know, like, if I'm investing this time into this person, you know, is it even realistic? Like, can it really work? Or right. are we just in vacationship mode and we love each other because we always see the best of each other? Yeah. So so, yeah. so two questions off of that. One, mm -hmm. uh, how, how did you know or when did you really know, like, okay, we're doing this. I'm, I'm going to move. 
And I remember a point in time when he was sending me properties in Houston and I was like, okay, so are, are you, I don't understand what this means, but yes, they are much, much cheaper and you get way more for your money, more house for your money. But right. like, so like when, when, at what point or like, uh, what was that turning point in the relationship for you when you realize like either one of us has to move or I'm going to move, mm-hmm. um, but we can no longer do what we're doing? Um, I think, okay. It was like towards like the middle or the end of the school year. And I was like, if I start another school year teaching, then that means a whole nother year of us not living together. Right. Mm. Um, Because I can't up and leave in the middle of the school year. So I knew that I didn't want to do a whole nother year, you know, before we started talking about like, when are we going to live together? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I just like always... I want that closeness. Like I want to be able to like see you every day. Yeah. Um, and so it just got old after a while. Yeah, like, absolutely. I know, periods. I know that, that feeling <laughs> yeah. like it's it, it, when you show up or, or, or she shows up vice versa. And like the first few days, like, it's like, Oh, it's like euphoric again. Like, yes, we're back yeah. together. It feels great. And then it's just like, Oh wait, you gotta go. You gotta go. Yeah. And it just becomes like this thing where it's like, I don't even want to see you because as soon as I see you, I know, like I start counting down Mm. when you're leaving or I'm leaving and it's just not, you know, I just don't want to do that anymore. Um, So, yeah, I would say like around the two year, I just know I didn't want to go three years. Yeah. Like I can't do three years, you know. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah. And, And he was looking in Houston and we were like, and I will say this, like. You ha- when you go into a long distance relationship, both people have to be very open to moving either way. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it can't be one person who's willing to just uproot. Like, right. both people have to be able to to say, like, I'll go there or you come here. Like, we're yeah. both completely open. Um, yeah. Because yeah. if not, like, I, my little brother is dating a girl in Spain right now. And they really... <laughs> from From Houston? Yes. So, so a funny story. Like when I was in Spain, I stayed with a couple that did. Uh, he was from Spain. She was from Korea, and they they met in Virginia on. Oh my uh, god! What's it called when you do foreign exchange or whatever or international the, status, yeah, student yeah, yeah, status? Yeah. And they maintained the relationship, and even in their first year of marriage, she still lived in Korea, and he was in Spain. What? And so now she's there. She was in grad school in Spain, and they were living together. Oh my god! But yeah, so that was, I was like. I thought I had a bad being, you know, uh, DC Just to LA, take, yeah. but to go from like an intercontinental <laughs> relationship. That's tough. It's tough. It's very tough. And like, it's expensive, Yeah. you know, like you can't just go for a weekend, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So you have to like be able to take off yeah, work. Yeah, you gotta do it Tuesday There's, to Tuesday. You, yeah, have. <laughs> you gotta be there for a minute, you know, like, and right now, so they've been dating, like probably this is going into their second year. And I think uh, they're feeling like just yeah. how you and I felt, but it's not as easy. She doesn't want to leave necessarily. Really? He doesn't necessarily want to leave. I mean, and if anything, like it's probably a better look to go to Spain than it is to, to stay at here. At this point in time, yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. It's funny because my dad was just like, he just knew like she's going to want, my dad thinks everybody wants to move to America. Like, I'm like, dude, no, actually people are trying to leave, yeah. you know, especially young people. Right. Um. So he's like kind of shocked that my brother's considering going to Spain. Right. But anyway, the point is like, you really do have to be completely open. Yeah. Because you don't know like what's going to be the best thing at the time when it's, you know, when it's like time to move in, you know? So, yeah. So how did that conversation go for you of, I mean, in, 
in in retrospect, it's like, well, you weren't happy with your job or you weren't happy like staying as a teacher. So it made sense for you to be the one to move. Mm -hmm. But at what point in time did that realization hit or what point in time did you say, okay, you know what? LA is where I'm going. Cause you have a daughter, you have a lot of roots Mm -hmm. uh, in Texas. A lot. So, I mean, I don't know what it's like to be a parent, but I assume having a support system like your your folks around, mm-hmm. uh, I hear is pretty good to have. It is. Um, <laughs> and now you have just Arnold. Yeah. No disrespect to Arnold, but like, <laughs> you know, he's been he's been, you know, mm-hmm. about uh, what three months of of learning a what it means to full time parenting. Yeah. You had to dive in. So that was the one thing that gave me pause when it came to moving here because I, like I said, I want I. Before Arnold, I wanted to move to California. As a matter of fact, before, just before we met, I had sold my house and I was considering moving to California. Mm. But I was like, nah, I don't have the support system. So I stayed, you know, mm-hmm. but I have, like I said, my best friend who lives out here. So that's one good piece yeah. and one person I can trust, depend on or whatever. And then it was just like, I just wanted a fresh start because mm-hmm. so many things had happened back home mm-hmm. and I wanted to completely remove myself and my daughter yeah. from that and just start completely over. And I also felt like there were more opportunities for her and I, like we're both artsy people, creatives. I felt like California had more to offer us, you know, than Texas. And and it really just boiled down to that because like he and I, like he would come to Houston. We would look at stuff around there, look at properties, whatever, like truly deeply consider it. And then we would come here and we would do the same thing. Like, okay, well, we could live here or we could do that. Or we would go look at open houses and we really did like consider both, you know? Um, but at the end of the day, it was like this fresh start sounds amazing. Um, the opportunities sound amazing. The mountains and the ocean sound amazing. <laughs> you had posted something the other day on Instagram, like the beautiful mountain view. And I was like, I mean, the San Gabriel mountains? Like those, that's the, yeah, <laughs> you know, it just, exactly. it's not something you really think about. Like, oh, okay, that's mm-hmm. just what it is. Yeah, no, for me, I'm like, oh my God. the mount-. And it could just be like, it's the fact that it's not flat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. Texas, it's, you don't see anything. So like I could see a hill, you know, Signal Hill. And Literally like, just a hill. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> it goes up, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I love that. And it, it just feeds me spiritually mm-hmm. in a way like that Texas couldn't do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, I don't feel like this is the last stop. Like I would love to move all over. Yeah. So it's kind of like this was like just the starting point. Like, yes, this is how I want to live. Like, let's go. Let's adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel so on, on adventure and then being a mom, is it hard mm-hmm. to be able to do that and then still give your kid a uh, consistent factor of a life or, or like how does that kind of play into it yeah it can be I mean I think you have to know what kind of kid you have mm. um, my kid is adventurous mm. I'm blessed to have like a very like um, resilient child and she and all kids are but she's been through a lot mm-hmm. and she adapts well like quickly like she's like all right let's go she goes with the flow um, like her mom <laughs> so I'm blessed in that way. But yeah, you, you do because consistency is so important when you're trying to raise like um, a well-adjusted human. Just a, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It just is like. Yeah. And but like I still like have these like, I don't know, like I don't think that it's crazy that people raise their kids around the world because yeah. I feel like that that is what's wrong with a lot of society today is that they're bubbles they're in a bubble Mm -hmm. so they they don't understand like they don't have compassion they don't have empathy they don't they don't 
They don't understand anything that's outside of their bubble. And so I feel like when you raise children around the world, like those are probably the most amazing humans you yeah. can possibly, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I just feel like it would be a blessing and fun and cool to possibly raise my children around the world. Like I'm not, I'm not closed off to that idea at mm -hmm. all. So in, uh, I asked this, and it, and it could be a stupid question just because I'm not a parent, but, like, how do you know? Like, you said you, your daughter is RT or, you know, she's RT, she's adventurous. Like, how do you know that that's what they are and they're not just imitating the only, like, role model they have or, or like, the point of reference they have, like, what they think they should be? Because um, she's good. <laughs> <laughs> she's good at it, you know? And, like, um, I don't feel like I – well, maybe, yeah, she does. She does watch everything I do. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. I mean, but they're sponges. Kids, they're that's sponges. What they, yeah. That's what they do. But she's good at it and she enjoys it and she can do it for hours and hours and hours and nobody's forcing her to do it. Mm. Like she recently taught herself how to crochet. Well, they, <laughs> yes. They, they showed I didn't know her you had school. an 80 year old daughter. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> exactly. Like she, she's crocheted, um, mittens for her newest, you know, sibling coming along. She oh, yeah. has made them like a little hat. Yes. Wow. You know, I've never done. I can't sew. She can sew. Like, she sewed herself a dress, like, a wow. with a train. <laughs> like, so Just I think, so extra. Yeah, it's very extra. She, because she loves it. You know mm, what I mean? Okay. She has all these ideas. She has, like, plans. She can talk to you about it. You know, you just know she's passionate about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think that's how I, I mean, I'm not, like, because I, I used to ask myself, am I making this up? Like, mm -hmm. am I telling mm -hmm. myself my daughter is this creative, crafty little kid? I mean, would we really have Michael without Joe Jackson? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just, you know, would it's, we, though? I'm, I don't know. <laughs> it, I, I really don't know. As I don't Cliff either. likes to say, Joe Jackson knows talent, and the boy had to have the talent in order to, <laughs> to get where he is or was in his career, but. I think Michael needed Joe, honestly. He, yeah. We don't like the way Joe right, right, did right. everything. Let's circle but... back to the, the actual thing we wanted to talk about today, which was long-distance relationships and relationships <laughs> right. in general. So going into your 30s and going into a long-distance relationship, where were you in life uh, before you kind of were open to that? Or not open to that, but just like before you actually um, um, entertained it? Well, it's funny because where I was in life was just completely open, you know? Like oh, really? I was just open because okay. yeah you know in your 20s you think you know everything about how everything's supposed to go and I think like 30 is when you have that wake-up call like oh I don't know anything about how things are supposed mm -hmm. to go and then you kind of become okay with that because yeah. you don't have a choice <laughs> yeah and you just have to be okay with it like by the time I'm 30 I'm gonna have blah 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 and then right. that doesn't happen and right. you just have to be like okay okay so you yeah. have to be open um and I was open that's you know like I had, I had tried um, Match.com. Okay. Like, I was like, whatever. Yeah. It's 20, whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever year it was. Mm -hmm. And I was just open. And so I didn't close myself off to any opportunities or, you know. Um, yeah, I think that the key word is I was just open. Just open to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me, I my previous relationship, she was in uh, in L.A., and I was in Orange County, where I am now, currently. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was like, I don't think you realize that we're in a long distance. Because she would get mad that we only saw each other like once a week. And I was like, <laughs> we're, we're in a long We're an hour apart. That yeah. is a long distance relationship. Yeah. And then I was like, I can never do this again. And I'll never do long distance again. But here I am uh, doing something like 3,000 miles apart. Yeah. And it's just something that I, I told myself I would never do. And then that's the 
the the one relationship that's probably going to sustain for the rest of my life. And what if you had like legit closed yourself off to it? I, I don't even know. I don't even know. Now, had we have not, because like, we our first meeting was at a wedding in person. Mm -hmm. And so I think that set a different precedent. Oh, yeah. Um, but to do it uh, completely online, I, I don't know. And, yeah. and not even just online, but like completely like you didn't see him. For how long before you guys actually actually saw face to face? Yeah. It was like um, probably three, three to four months or something like that. Well, when did oh, so it's like more like like, like three or four months? It's a fantasy almost rather than like a reality. Oh yeah, I mean like I would I was like crazy stalking him on like as know, one online. does online <laughs> right online. I'm like looking at his pictures like mm -hmm. like legit like trying to get an idea of him like through what he was wearing on Instagram or like how he commented to his friends, like, well, what kind of guy is this? Like I was like, and he has nothing to, to show for it. <laughs> he has just doodles. Right. <laughs> sketches. Like how do you even find something on this guy? Like I was doing extensive research trying to figure out who this guy was that I was, I had a huge crush on him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a good starting point. And then cause it's right. brought us here and I, I don't think we told anybody, but you guys are engaged. Yeah. So that is the uh, yes, happy are. ending or happy, new beginning right uh how we want to mm -hmm. present the information yeah so we just want to do a hard pivot now that turg actually showed up 25 minutes into recording i'm here and it's very nice to meet you brandy you as well i apologize kids did not want to leave the harvest festival so we were kind of stuck there we had no choice i can't pull my kids away well you can what happens with kids when you pull them away from something uh, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Yeah. Even though there are a lot of parents enduring the same kind of battle that, <laughs> that we were attempting to endure, but we, yeah. we chose the high road and we chose not to go that way. Well, Brandy, I'm sorely disappointed I missed the uh, first half of the discussion, or probably more than that, but <laughs> it was certainly a pleasure meeting you. If people want to reach out to you on social media, where can they find you? Actually, uh, we also need a plug. She also has a book out. Oh, she does? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Truth and Freedom. Let her plug it. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Brandy, why don't you give us a little bit about your book and uh, where people can find you on social media? Okay. Truths and Freedom is my book, and it's a, it's really about um, facing truths that date all the way back to my childhood and how I was raised, and then me trying to find out how those things contributed to my failures and like my unhappiness in life and then how I was eventually freed from all that and then everything was beautiful uh, and so yeah and you can find me at Brandy Freely at Brandy Freely B-R-A-N-D-I-E-F-R-E-E-L-Y anywhere and everywhere I guess yeah yeah or BrandyFreely.com boom yep nice if you need a writing coach BrandyFreely.com BrandyFreely.com if you need some uh, decorating tips what is it the, yes uh, at the free type the free type yeah if you like vintage things <laughs> at the free type hands everywhere <laughs> yeah exactly Turk, where can the people find you? You can find me at Turk Says No on Instagram and Twitter. And Randy, how about you? You can find me anywhere and everywhere at I am Randy Z. Thank you for subscribing to another episode of Talk 30 to Me. We hope you enjoyed and continue to share it with friends. Make sure to stop by our website at talk30tome.com for more content and information about the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. And if you really like what you hear, make sure to leave us an awesome five-star review. For Talk 30 to Me, I'm Turg. And I'm Randy Z. Peace. <laughs> and if you want Sankeys to speak, hit that donate button. 
I think I think as parents, like the best thing you can do for your kid is to just expose them to as much as possible, whether it's stuff you like or not. You know, like right. you should be open to new things as well. You know, um, with your kids, like experience new things with your kids. Um, so I, because I, I don't want to sway my child one way or the other. Like I really want her to be able to like experience and find like her place because it could be something completely and totally different from what I had in mind you know what I mean so like I don't want her to feel limited I did as a kid like, right. I felt very limited in what I could do and it wasn't until like my late 20s that I even realized I was a creative or that there was a, a name for people like me or mm -hmm. like people like me at all like I just felt very different all the time um and so it wasn't until like I was in my late 20s where I found other people like me. I'm like, oh, my God, like y'all like this kind of stuff, too. You know what I mean? Like my parents didn't really encourage like the things that I liked. Like I liked um, music. They should have like I wish they would have pushed me like that. I wish they had seen that passion in me and like been like, no, you're going to go this way. You know what I mean? Like they didn't do that. Um you know, when you're a little off kilter, you attract off kilter people. And I say that out of, you know, in jest, like my circle of friends are all pretty off kilter. Like, you know, mm -hmm. Cliff, Arnold, like we're all, yeah. you know, yeah, very one and the same mm -hmm. in, in, in how we uh, approach life and having careers and then also having these side ventures. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of like it, we found each other kind of deal. So yeah. was it, is that something that was lacking or like it you was didn't definitely have those, lacking. That, that, like, your friend group didn't come come that way either. And I was always a loner, right? So like, you know how some people always, they like to this day, some people I went to high school with, they still all hang out together. Like they're mm -hmm. still like the best of friends. I don't have that. As <laughs> like, you talked about me and Cliff, like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, like I don't have that. I didn't find my people. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, no, I did not have a group of friends that like we all just like bounced ideas off each other and talked like about these amazing, crazy dreams together. Like, mm. no, didn't have that. There wasn't. I don't know where those people were. Mm. Or maybe they were the weird people, you know, quote yeah. unquote. But I was actually supposed to be over there with with the weird people. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, I wish that I had those because then they could probably like have encouraged me to, to kind of go towards where I was like feeling, you know, yeah. like. Because, I mean, if, if I have a kid, I'm pretty sure they're going to be pretty weird. And I was like, well, maybe Texas isn't the place to take them. I don't know. I don't think so. No. <laughs> I don't think it is. Um, I think if we all knew, like, our place in the world and, like, what our role is supposed to be, like, everything would just work out. Like, it would be a well-oiled machine because everybody has a place. And, and there's a... And I think that we we mistake like gifts and talents for creative like it has to be a creative type of thing you know what i mean like i have a lot of friends who are like i don't know what my gift is i don't know what my talent is but it could oh, have yeah. something to do with numbers you know yeah, what i mean right, right. it doesn't have to be like painting something um and so i think that we have to like make it be okay that our kids gifts and talents are not just creative you know what i mean and that's not it doesn't stop there. Right. It's not necessarily a bad thing either. A lot of parents, yeah. especially I feel in our generation, I talk to a lot of parents and they're like, yeah, I want my kids to do something creative. It's like, why? Yeah. You know, like, don't you don't necessarily have to be creative. You could be inventive or yeah. inspirational or 
a worker. A problem solver. Like oh, okay, problem solver probably sounds a lot better than just a worker. <laughs> we need work. We know we need workers too, but not everyone grows up wanting to. Hey, I want to work in a factory and make twelve dollars an hour. By then, it's probably going to be like twenty five dollars an hour. Um, no one grows up wanting to be the guy. The guy and. At the bottom of the barrel, and not to say that. Okay, maybe that's a bad way to phrase it. We'll say everybody doesn't think that like working with your hands, like the fact that you built things, like oh, a yeah, carpenter. Oh like phys- yeah, physical labor. Yeah, physical labor. In our yeah, it's frowned upon. And it's like necessary. We need carpenters. Yeah, we who need else is going to do it? Right. Like that's that's a, an amazing <laughs> gift to be able to like build something. Yeah. You know, whether you're working out, like we look at it and we're like, it's hot out there. They're having to work out there in the middle of the day. But they're like, making more than me, I'll tell you that. I will tell you, <laughs> seriously. And they're making something where people will be able to rest at night. Like, that's beautiful. But we don't look at it that way, mm. you know? So, yeah. We take a lot for granted. Our yeah. generation does, at least. And then if we don't, we're taking this into, like, uh, um, I'm an artisanal carpenter. Like, I only make... <laughs> fucking fancy things or something like that like what 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 does that contribute to the Con- world couture you know? carpentry right <laughs> well brandy i'm sorely disappointed i missed the uh, first half of the discussion or probably more than that but- <laughs>